No, not at all. You're live. All right. Thank you, Monty. You know, it's been a while sometimes when you when you take a little break to handle some other business. So welcome. Welcome to another episode of Living a Rich Life. I'm your host, Rich James. Here on Living a Rich Life, we are all about six principles. Good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. This week, we kick off Black History Month with two amazing guests. So with that being said, let's talk about it. Our first guest is a fitness enthusiast known for helping your waistline, weight, and more importantly, your wallet. Please welcome health and wellness guru, Onika Francis. Welcome, Onika. Thank you for having me. Good evening, everyone. Well, well thank you for joining. It's, um, it's, it's been a while because I know we touched base a couple of times. And No, tell the truth. I've been hunting you down. <laughs> well, you, you know, it, it's been a hectic time, but we finally got you here and we want to hear your story and we're going to have a little fun with it at the same time. Uh, how, how's that sound? Awesome. I'm with it. Okay, so first tell us tell us about um, Onika Francis. Um, Onika Francis, I am born and raised in Baltimore. I am a mother of five. I am uh, a self-proclaimed fitness enthusiast. Um, I am a lifestyle coach. Uh, um, what else can I say about myself? You know, it's hard to describe yourself when people ask you that question. I'm an all-around uh influence as far as like health and fitness and living a good life so i pride myself on things in that nature All right so what what got you into that so I, for those that are watching and they can't see the total view so hopefully i'm i'm not being inappropriate but so you had five children and i, I would not know that yes I, I see you you look very well in shape um, Thank you. What, what, what's your motivation to do that Okay, I'm glad you asked me that question because my motivation has really changed throughout my fitness journey. Now, um, when I first started this fitness journey, I had my second child, third child, and I wasn't too happy with my figure. And I also um, turned into like one of those what, like soccer moms. Like I had so <laughs> late and I didn't. I didn't imagine myself being a soccer mom and I wanted to be the cutest mom on the field. And I, and it was for vain reasons at first. Um, I wanted to be not looking like the struggles that I was going to do and not saying that like life struggles and things like that, like a busy mom schedule with some moms tend to put their family so much first that they are not taking care of themselves. And I didn't want to fall into that category. I wanted to be, a mom that handles her business and looks 
good while she did it. Um, I also wanted to keep my expensive clothes, okay? I couldn't afford to replace all the name brand jeans and things that I had at that moment because my first priority was my kids. So soccer, swimming, basketball, all those things set precedence to me buying, you know, things that I would have bought if I didn't have um, children. So the first part of my fitness journey was just straight vain. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm 40, about to be 41 in, in a couple of days, my my um, reasons have changed. I still want to be a person who looks good. And I always want to be a person that looks good in their clothes. So the vain part is still there, but the health part has outweighed it. It has um, set more precedence than just vain. Um, I work in the health field. Uh, I'm a phlebotomist and I see our culture fall to the wayside for just bad decisions. Pepsis, Coke, um, chicken boxes, anything that we um, have in our community that we overindulge in has led us to being blind, toes, Mm -hmm. wheelchairs, kidney failure, liver failure. So I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be on 30 pills. I didn't want to have to have something amputated or be on the waiting list for a transplant Mm -hmm. because of bad health decisions. Now it's, it's not easy, the lifestyle that I live, but because I've gone, became so accustomed to it, Mm -hmm. I can't change it at this point. So I started off for maybe just surface reasons, but now it's more mental. It's more um, health conscious wise. And I'm, I think I'm, I, I think I will always be that way to the rest for the rest of my life, just because I know how it makes me feel, how it makes me look. Right. And right. I want to live life and not just a long life on pills or unhealthy. I want to live a long life where I can still be 80 and, and walk in Montebello Lake or... <laughs> So let's, the electric slide or something like that so that's so let's my expand let's 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 dig into that let's dig in that into it so <laughs> have you received any formal training because i i want to get into your brand before no. we do that though but have you received any formal training i i, I do the research okay. i do I promote fasting. I promote intermittent fasting i ran across intermittent fasting along my journey of learning about my body, body type, um, what's the quickest way to get it off, what's the healthiest way to get it off. So once upon a time, I sold uh, detox tea, um, which did help me on my journey, which did help me detox and it helped me set the standard for what I wanted to be. But on that journey, I also did things where I made mistakes. Mm -hmm. I've been 150 pounds and still was not happy with my weight because I thought numbers meant something. So I started doing cardio three to four times a week. That so didn't numbers didn't so numbers don't mean anything? No, numbers don't mean anything in the vision of how you perceive yourself. Because I was 150 and you know people, two honest people would be like, You're 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 doing too much. And I thought I looked good. I really did. I was really I lost it all. The little bit of butt I had, the little bit of hips I had, I just lost it all. And I wasn't satisfied. And then I got into weightlifting. Okay. I got into weightlifting. I noticed that protein and and lifting weights gave me the tone and the curves and the the fullness that I want. So I I canceled the the scale. I don't even weigh myself anymore. I do um, 
organically. My clothing, if they get too tight, or I do waist beads, different things I do to keep up with my weight now. Numbers don't mean anything anymore. Okay, so let's talk about your your, your brand. Mm -hmm. um, oh, please fit. Correct. Right? Yeah, we, we do a little research, so we know a little That's something. Tell us, tell us about your, your brand, Oh, Please Fit. Well, Oh, Please Fit is a spinoff, my um, maiden name, which is Onika Purdy. And it's also something that I don't know if men say it a lot, but women say it a lot, okay? We wish things fit all the time, okay? So we just okay. okay. It. I'm trying to go out tonight or oh, please let this look good on me. I, you know, I ordered it online and it's just something that meant several different things to me and it can be perceived in that way too. So, oh, please fit is just like, I wish I can fit into this or I hope I can fit into this. So now we are making sure that we're getting into my thing is getting into your favorite jeans, your favorite shirt, your favorite outfit, your swimsuit. I want that to fit on you and look good. So Oh, please fit. That's that's where it generated from. <laughs> okay. So those are just tuning in and listening. Uh, we are talking to Onika Francis, uh, fitness enthusiast. Because, you know, I, I wanted to call you a trainer because, again, like I said, I, I've seen you out and um, you, you, look, you look pretty fit. You look pretty fit. So what are some of the exercises that you do in terms of what, what does a, a, a daily routine look like for Onika? Well, a daily routine for me is um, I'm not really heavy on working out. I do a seven-minute workout every morning. I do um, my Oh Please Fit 7 at 7, which is just seven moves that you do for seven minutes every morning. Um, you can increase it by multiplying it two times a day, three times a day. But again, my lifestyle was created from me being busy. It, it, I didn't have time to get up, get dressed, go to the gym and do all those things. And especially when a pandemic hit, no one was able to like get up and go to the gym because it was closed down. So the way I set my life up is I do a seven minute workout when I get up at 5 a.m. Even though I call it seven at seven, it had to be catchy. OK, pay attention. Yeah. So seven at seven, seven moves that I do. And it's a full body workout. It's just seven moves that I do. Now I fast. That controls my weight, it controls your glucose, it controls the way your body processes food. It is the main component in my lifestyle change. Along with that, waist training. Waist training helps control your posture, it helps control your appetite, it helps you feel full. Um, those three components by itself, I do not say that that is my lifestyle. That is how I conduct myself on a daily basis. Um, even if I want to eat before 12, 12 noon, my body doesn't even get hungry until like 11.45 a.m. I'll start complaining like, oh, I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry because my body is so accustomed to fasting. I fast from 8 p.m. to 12 noon every day. And on Mondays, I challenge myself to sometimes 36 hours. I won't eat. Um, I'll go from Sunday 8 p.m. to noon on Tuesday when I'm really pushing myself, when I'm really, hey, Say I went clubbing this weekend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let me so, so fasting. Let me ask you. So fasting versus dieting is 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 that a is that a difference? Dieting, dieting. People people take dieting so serious mm -hmm. that if all off, they they'll just complete. They'll just. 
stop the diet. They'll just, so when you say diet, it's kind of frowned upon. It's like a, a bad terminology at some point because people start diets at the beginning of the year and never even make it to February. But see, <laughs> so fasting is not a diet. Fasting is a part of my day where I eat and several hours where I don't eat. So I can really eat anything, don't eat anything, but I can really eat anything during the times that I want to eat. Because when I fast, I'm giving my body a chance to break down um, the things that it needs and we want to dispose of the other ones. So good bowel movements in the morning from fasting because um, it's giving your body a chance to use what it needs and right. then dispose what it doesn't need. So okay. it's, a, it's a big difference. I, I heard you're supposed to use the bathroom every day. Yeah, three times a day. When I get to three times a day, I'm gonna be so happy. Um, I'm good on the the bowel movement because I drink black coffee. I'm very intentional about the things that I do. I drink black coffee in the morning, no cream, no sugar. I eat oatmeal every day with raisins. I'm heavy on the salad. I'm a big salad eater. Um, these are things that I do on a daily basis. Um. When I'm out, it's like my meal regimen, <laughs> <laughs> right? If, right. If nothing's going to keep you going, black coffee is going to send you to the bathroom, and some good old oatmeal and raisins. Yes, with cranberries and bananas or whatever. It's just the way you feed your body, and your body's going to do what it's supposed to do, which is eliminate the waste and keep what it needs to keep. Now, I do this. So say this today, because I'm celebrating my birthday. If I didn't say that, when's your birthday? My birthday is the day after Valentine's Day. Okay. Okay. So I, it started today. I was texting people today and they was like, don't, don't start it today. And I was like, really? Okay. Um, I'm going to have drinks with my friends um, after I finish this interview with you at a restaurant, a soul food restaurant. I'm not going to go there and be prudish or say, oh no, I only want to sell it. Nope. I'm eating. I'm drinking regularly. And that's <laughs> Matter of fact, I can eat. More than my plus size friends, believe it or not, I can throw back. <laughs> it, it's surprising how much I can eat. They don't eat all that food. I will eat that food too. Like you know what? Okay, I'm gonna eat it. That, that that is funny. So one of the things you mentioned, um, your seven and seven, right? So let's tell folks how they can follow you and keep up with o Onika Francis and, and your brand. So let's let's share that information for those that are just tuning in right now. Okay, so I have an IG page. Uh, it's just O oh, Please Fit. That's um, pretty simple. The letter O, the word please and fit. Um, I also have a website, OhPleaseFit.com, where you can purchase the meal plan, um, my waist trainers, and any of us. Like I have a salad ebook. I put like all my favorite salads in there, which I love. I'm big on salads. Um, and that's how you can keep up with me. I do not do personal training. Or I used to do classes, but I don't do classes anymore because of my busy schedule and I am a serial entrepreneur too. So this is not my only company. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stick to the lifestyle and I'll teach you and, and guide you in the lifestyle that I do. And if you become really accustomed to it, you will never have to worry about being um, over your goal size or your goal weight. Um, my goal weight is 165. Um, I've been that for the last maybe like three to four years mm -hmm. and I won't go up in weight, which is weird because, you know, a girl like to keep it, you know, up sitting up. So I'm going on a 14 day challenge, the like glute challenge to get it, you know, a little higher for my birthday. Cause I wanted to be, you know, plump. 
Did that so, make sense? So okay, so you don't you don't do <laughs> Onika, I tell you, boy, we probably should have had this conversation a long time ago. So you, told you. Okay. So you so you don't necessarily uh so you don't train folks. You used to train folks. Training people takes a lot of energy because when people are in a funk or mm -hmm. people are in some type of low self-esteem area it takes a lot out of you to keep them encouraged keep them motivated um it would be a rare group of people that come to me already self-motivated and things like that and i would i would give my all because i'm passionate about it so i want to be accountability coach i want you to send me your meals i want you to do, i want to be i want to walk you step by step through the process and it became draining and kind of Sad because I have a lot of empathy for people. Uh, I believe like that's my purpose in life to help people. So my empathy level is really high, and it just it drained me. So now I just am an open book about my lifestyle, what I do, how I. So I don't want people to think like it's a magic trick. I do this every day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, oh, mm -hmm. every day. Like my mom buy me oatmeal like a like a kid, <laughs> and not that tiny, but the it might be instant, but it's like the bigger oats, not like the ones in a pack that's like instant i don't eat those i eat the oatmeal like oats okay what what would you say is your superpower right because again you mentioned i think we all have our our gifts um we all have our gifts you know i'm, I'm really learning what my gift is these last couple of years um hence you know having this show um mm -hmm. so what's 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 your your superpower i believe my superpower is my ability to share. I've never been a person that can hold back. I've always been a very talkative person. Sometimes I overshare. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I have no but problem. everything's for everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna overshare at some point. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, but I'm I'm not willing to keep things to myself, especially if I know they can benefit people. Um, I'm gonna tell you what I know. And if it helps you in any kind of way, I feel as though that's my my closest step into getting into the, the good grace of the, the one above. So I believe that's my my superpower, my ability to share. Okay. That that that, that makes that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. that, that, that makes sense to me. What advice would you give to someone? Uh, we got uh, Miss Queen T says hello. What advice would you what advice would you give to uh, folks that are watching and tuning in um, in terms of, you know, from a fitness perspective, what advice would you give? Start today. Starting today. Oh, so start today. Yes, because we set standards for Monday or we're going to start at the beginning of the year or we're going to start um, over. Listen, it's okay to start over. Mm -hmm. If I'm I pick right back up tomorrow. If you want to start today, start today. Do not eat at the 8 p.m. Don't oh. don't um hard on yourself because if you put too much pressure on yourself, when you mess up, you're gonna feel guilty or you're gonna feel as though you let yourself down. No one is perfect. I have my bad days too. I'm 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 from the hood. I'm gonna eat a chicken box and French fries. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna if I go out to the bar, I'm drinking. Right. But I'm not about it. I'm just gonna pick up where I left off. The next day is a is a new day to start over. And it's hard for some people to realize that. 
I, I used to tell people, why do we have to wait till Monday? You don't yeah. like Friday's not your friend. Saturday's, you know, <laughs> you're too busy to start on Saturdays. I say start now. So let's and look like small minimizing your food intake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 makes sense. I used to be one of those that would eat everything, and then you you got to unbutton your pants. You feel all uncomfortable. So as, as as I've gotten older, I definitely realize, hey, I stop at a certain point. Right. Um, you if you listen to your body. body. Your body tell you exactly mm -hmm. what it needs and what it, it doesn't like. So just like if you eat something bad and your stomach's starting to hurt, that's your body telling you. Yeah, you shouldn't have ate that. And you think to yourself, I should eat that. <laughs> Wash it over. Right, right. So, I should have, I should have ate the hot dog. <laughs> oh goodness. So one of the main questions that I always like like to ask my guests, and I, and I think you're ready for it right right away. Um, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what what does living a rich life mean to you? When you hear that term, right? What does living a rich life mean to you? For me, I've summed it up. In, in in six elements, right? And when I, I kind of did that in my introduction, mm -hmm. uh, which oddly enough, good health is at the top. All right. So they're, they're in order as far as I'm concerned. But you know, if you talk to different people, it's a little something different. Tell us what does living a rich life mean to Odinka Francis? Um, wow, what a deep question. Of course, health. And not just, I mean mental health, spiritual mm -hmm. health. Um I would say living a rich life for me at this point is a legacy, leaving an imprint on life, changing someone's life or helping better someone's life. Um, it's not all about money and dollars at, for me at this point. I believe if I help someone, then not everything that I want is going to come to me. Just by being the open book that I am, I believe the wealth and all that is going to come. So my mental health has to be good. Um, my physical health has to be good. I'm a spiritual believer, top of the list on, on, on loving the Lord and um, sharing. That's living a good, a good, rich life to me. And I know by me having those characteristics or having a positive outlook on life, that everything else is just going to fall in. That's to it. You know what I mean? When you do like the research on riches and people like that, they say that. Okay, okay. I, I want to talk about Miss New Booty Monday. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the Miss New Booty Monday. Okay, now, Miss again, folks that are just tuning in, we are talking with fitness enthusiast Onika Francis. Her brand is Oh Please Fit. Um, I want you to check her out on Instagram. I follow her, and, and we've like I said, we've been doing some research, and, and I gotta say. You're not the first fitness guru I've had on, but each individual I've had has a somewhat the same perspective, but mm -hmm. a different way or a different approach, which it, it makes sense because, you know, just trying to be fit. But mm -hmm. tell us about Miss New Booty Monday, because I've seen your booty and <laughs> it's your booty, not your beauty. What, no, no. what movie? What movie? <laughs> <laughs> so Miss New Booty Monday was created. Um, of course, it's, it's, it's a trend, not a trend because black women, we always been, you know, hanging and slinging. I mean, it's neat mm -hmm. for the coaches of the world and people that may not have been born and blessed with it. But again, throughout my life journey and as a woman of my age, 
I wanted to always be plump and sitting up and looking cute when I put on my jeans and my clothes and my dresses. So I work on it a lot. I work on keeping it up. So I learned ways to make sure that it, it, it stays plump and high because we don't want it to hang low. <laughs> it helps people. Is that MS or MISS? Uh, uh, what, uh, what? Say the question again. <laughs> Is that MS or MISS, Miss New Booty? <laughs> MS. I'm an MZ. 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 Got it. Yes. Ms. New Booty. And that's booty with a Y. Correct. Yeah. I-E. Okay. We in that class we do a lot of glute building, a lot of squats, a lot of hydrogens, kickbacks, and things like that. Just to some people are well blessed and some people need a little help. Now for me. I was born with a little plumpness, so and I like to keep it. But now that I know how to make it um, enhance and make it bigger, that's what I work on a lot. My abs, I work on a lot because I put my stomach bigger than my butt. Um, I work on that, like lower body and, and stomach like that in the class. So that's what we cater to mostly in the class. We do a little upper body training, not mm. too much, very little. I don't, I don't want big arms, but I just want firm arms. So, but I do want a big booty. So. Okay. All right. so, so with that, and you know, between family and 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 business opportunities and, and and things of that nature, how do you stay balanced between work, family, keep yourself organized? I think that's something you know that that our, our viewers would like to hear about. The struggle is real with families in um, life, not even just in my life. I'm making sure that. Everything is being um, tend to is going to always be a struggle. I try to always whatever I'm doing at that time, put my heart into it or be as genuine as I can. So the time that I do have with my friends or the time that I do have with my children, we're going to make sure that it is memorable mm -hmm. and um, things that um, that just stand out. So if I'm out with my friends, I'm usually we make time to have real good conversations mm, and okay. um, we make time to ask in-depth questions. Um, a lot of my friends are business owners, entrepreneurs. We talk about entrepreneurship a lot. That's why when we, when I run into you, I'm already talking about business. <laughs> this is true. This but is when true. I'm getting booked, I'm not, I will ask you every time because we just brainstorm and then right. we're going to party but we, we like to get the business out the way first how's your business what class did you attend are you reading any books are you doing anything the same thing with my children um because of my busy schedule i do stuff intentionally um right. i'm going to sit down i'm going to i'm going to interrogate you about everything did i miss anything what happened then we're going to go skating we're going to go to the movies we're going to go see wakanda again for the third time we're going to make we're baking cookies we're having family movie time. And I don't know if that'll make it, me balanced. I don't know if I'll ever be balanced because mm. as a person who's interested in living a rich life, it's always a next level. I'm always going to be. Well said. <laughs> well said, thanks. We got a question from, uh, let's see, I think Miss Queen T, she says living a rich life, it means laughing more. Well, I, I love to laugh, so I, that's I one thing. She also asked, where are you located? I'm Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. Yes. So that 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 is funny. It means laughing more. I love I love to laugh. Um, that's that's one thing. I, I 
you know, laughter is, is what is it? Food for the soul, they say. Laughter is wonderful. And I have a beautiful smile. I work on that, too. So I'm all 32 when you see me. <laughs> well, you are always smiling. I, I guess yes, your energy is, is always right. I, I, I give you that. Your energy is always, always right. So normally we have a, we, we play little games here sometimes on Living a Rich Life. And it's called, okay. which would you choose? Okay. Right? Ooh, should I be nervous? So no, 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 no. Well, depends. So okay. I'm going to take a few minute, minutes, all right? So folks that's joining, this is your guy, Rich James, on with Onika Francis, fitness enthusiast. And this part of the game, this part of the show, we call Which Would You Choose? Okay, so I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. And then you got to decide uh, which you would choose and, yeah. and why. Okay. Okay? Okay. So the first one is... Phone call or text message? Which oh, one do you choose? I need a phone call. I'm an energy person. I have high energy and I need to feel your energy because text messages, I'm an overthinker as well. Don't let me start to thinking what you meant because it's a problem. <laughs> okay. okay. That makes, well, I just, you know, yeah, I'm an overthinker. So I, I need to feel your energy. I need to hear your voice. Ah, I like that. I like that. Okay. <laughs> Email or a written letter? Oh, written letter. Yes. That means you took the time out, sat there, and wrote. Hopefully, it's a good letter. But yeah, it's not, nothing can be the written letter. I, I'm avoiding all emails. They, it's like junk mail now at this point. Gee. Okay. You can never eat again, or you can never sleep again. Both of those are very important for fitness, would you think? What? Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah, you never. I didn't study. <laughs> Both of them, you die. <laughs> <laughs> Except, right? Like, because if I don't eat, I don't know, because no one wants to be around me when I'm not eating. Let's talk about <laughs> if I'm not eating, everybody going down with me. Don't don't make me hungry. Don't be around me at 11.45. The mood changes. It's like I'm hungry. I'm a little cranky. Um, yeah, I'm I'm have to go with don't I'm have to not sleep. I'm have to not sleep. Monty, which one would you go with, Monty? I'm I'm gonna choose not sleeping, but both of them is my funeral. <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> other people's funeral around eat, I'm telling you. <laughs> See, there you go, Miss Queen. We get a lot of laughter on here. Yes. I got one more for you here. That question you, is deep, okay? They thought uh, about that's a, that's a deep question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. You can hear colors or you can taste colors. Which would you choose? <laughs> you can hear colors or you can taste colors. Taste that reminds me of Willy Wonker. Taste colors. That mm. just was a choice. I don't want either one of those. Can I? Can I skip? <laughs> say either one of them is horrible. <laughs> Why do color? I think oh. I would want to hear colors though, because I don't want to know what blood red tastes like. Oh, see, right. I work okay. So <laughs> you know what the crayon? Just think about crayons and all the different names they had before, and look how we survived. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Only the strongest. Oh, y'all are too much. Y'all are too much. 
I want to circle back. I want to circle back on this fitness now. I want to get into this, this, the oh, please trainers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I, I've seen those, I don't know, the devices. What, what, are, what would you call them? Devices. They help. Tell us what they help with again. I think you mentioned it earlier. So I was introduced to waist trainers um, accidentally. Um, I have uh, experienced three C-sections. That's like um, childbirth and you get cut. So I didn't um, push a baby out, uh, you know, vaginally. I had to get cut. So when you do that, the hospital gave me a clear band to wrap around my stomach to support my stomach from any further damages because I have stitches and 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 things like that. So it supported my stomach when I cough, sneeze, laugh, went to the bathroom, anything to um, support my 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 insides from not like jolting or moving or ripping from the inside. So that's how I got introduced to it. I always been into keeping like myself looking presentable and kind of healthy. I always had an exercise bike. No, no matter even if I thought I was on a health journey or not. Um, I used to buy every year from Kmart. If y'all know about Kmart, y'all y'all might be too young. But Kmart was like Walmart. And they would have like the same automatic bike on sale for like a hundred dollars every year. And I would get that. So unfortunately, all my kids is born around like the same months, like September and October. So when that new year started, I was healed three months out of the C-section and I could start working out and I would start working out just to lose the, the baby fat. Um, and I went again and had another C-section on the third C-section. I said, well, wait a minute now. Everyone keeps asking me what's my secret to getting my stomach back flat. And the whole time, I didn't even understand exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. So once I realized that the, which was, a, it's called like a belly gland, or it's, it's not called a waist trainer when a hospital gives it to you, but it, it looks just like a waist trainer. Okay. I fell in love with it. I just want to pick up well. Oh, shoot. Did that wasn't me? <laughs> that, that was me. That was me. <laughs> so so uh, I started um, researching it always been big on research. And when I say research, I mean like um, YouTube University, I'm big on that and Google, I'm Googling everything to make sure. And I noticed that women were using that just to keep their weight small and how the history from it, from women's from centuries and centuries ago used to waist train. Um, they called it like corset training and they would have it on. And they yes, would yes. In the back and they would have like teeny waist and like curvaceous. It's been around for centuries it's and it's it's done the same thing help women have smaller waist control their waistline and now you can get it um in many different forms which like i have i have a band i have some that has zippers and and velcro i have some with only velcro um and that's how i really got into it i accidentally Mm -hmm. fell into it and after that it was no turning back my waistline you have one on now do you have do you have one on now no, but I had it on all day today. I have it on all day today because I said I'm going out tonight. Oh, okay. Look, so Monty and I are hungry, and we we, we always try to. Monty and I are usually hungry after after a show, so we, you know, we usually try to find somewhere to. to I, I'm really hungry right now, and I feel like I got on a waist trainer right now. That's how hungry I am. Birthday's place, and we're going to get some shrimp and grits. No, catfish and grits. You know Bertha's place on Bella Road? Bertha's. I've heard of that place. So they're having karaoke night and they also having um 
Aquarius happy hour. So as I leave here, I'm going to call my friends because right now I'm in my office. So I'm going to call my friends and we're going to hook up. And I'm going to tell them about all how I finally got on the um, Rich Podcast. It's like, girl, I got on there. <laughs> Well, they they should be listening and, and tuning yeah. in. But listen, my women, the women that I hang out with, they they are bosses. Listen, they they could be on photo shoots. They I, okay. Well, we'll 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 make sure to either uh, touch base with them, and and they can always go back and listen. Yes. I'm gonna send you a link afterwards, and they can they can check you out and, and all that good stuff. So so you know I, I've heard a lot of strengths. What would you consider, and tell us any of your weaknesses regarding fitness? Weaknesses? I, I mean, like anybody else. Challenges. I have, um, I backslide, you know? I give the body what it wants. Um, if I if I want a cheesesteak, a chicken cheesesteak, I'm gonna go get it. I'm, I, every day is not a good day. My, my eating habits, good eating habits just outweigh my bad eating habits. I, I don't I don't indulge, overindulge in anything. I just feed my body what it wants when it wants. If I want to go get a pack of cookies and eat the whole pack of cookies that day, yes, I'm going to go eat the pack of cookies. <laughs> I love striped cookies. You know the little circle ones with the stripes? Yes. Yes, 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 I do know. I, but if you can, I'm going to eat that. I'm not going to not feed it, not give my body what it wants because then if I don't, I may have a really bad day when I could just have one bad episode of like a bowl of ice cream and get that out of my system. Living a healthy lifestyle is is not perfect. Right, right, right. No, no, I, I, I get it. That you, that you know is enhancing your body in the way that you want it to do. So I know my seven-minute workout is not making me um, lose tens and twenties of pounds, but I know if I consistently do it, I won't go over 165 or 180. I'm, 165 or 168. I won't go over that. Right. If I could waist train, my waist is going to be 28 inches. 28. Right there. there. Come on. <laughs> can can you can you share with us the, the seven and seven? Give us a little bit without uh you know we want because we want folks to definitely come out support you. Right. You the give seven, some of those? A list of things that I just created that I know that change my body. It's just it's free. It's in my um bio at Ophis Fit. Um seven workouts like burpees, um crunches, leg lifts, squats, nothing beginner friendly. This is something that you can grow and advance into. And then I have other things that you can purchase. Meal plans, um salad ebooks, just different things that you can do to add on to that. But the seven at seven is free. That's just me telling you, listen, you can start from any time, giving it consistency. Seven minutes is not a lot. Right. Seven minutes. Then some people do 30, 40 minutes. But if you double that, if you triple that, now you're talking it's a body changing. Anything over 30 minutes is going to alter your body. 30 minutes, three times a week, is going to make a big change. Me, I do seven minutes a day. That's keep me where I want to be. Okay, but not this week though. I'm I'm getting a little bulky, I'm getting a little bulky. Mm, mm. Do you? Don't... <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, every time I see you, you look, you look, you look fabulous. Your energy Thanks. is right. You, you, you look good. That's... So that's that's a good thing. Um, right. do, do you think you will ever go back? Tell us what's next for Onika. Tell us what's next. I'm 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 trying to grow in the most organic way. I'm trying to attract uh, 
other entrepreneurs, meaning of like-minded and not like crabs in a burrow type mind um, that's mm-hmm. willing to add some type of value to me as well as I can add to them. Uh, again, I, I have other businesses and I, I continue to add on more. What, what it may be or where this leads me to, I walk by faith. So I don't know where, where Rich Interview is going to take me. I don't know who's going to see me on here, but I'm ready. Right. So let's so let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because again, this is this is be exposed radio, and it's not be exposed radio for no no reason. Um, so tell us what are some of those business opportunities that um you know that you feel comfortable sharing with now, so that our viewers can know and and, and possibly support your business and and follow you. So what do you mean, like things want to like what other what other businesses you're working on? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I have recently started, I've been in the health field for um, 20 years and I'm teaching people how to do draw blood, which is phlebotomy. Okay. I recently have my own school for that. I'm sitting in the office for that now. Um, this is um, my love. Uh, everything I do, I'm very passionate about and and I give it my all. So there are the two businesses I have now. I'm really trying to get into speaking, like publicly speaking. Like I'm a really good host. And I can talk really well. I don't know if I will be able to like a continuous like podcast or anything like that, but I I, I can I can talk to a crowd. Um, I'm very personable. I can I can move some you know move some smiles in the building. Okay. So that, that are things that I'm I'm headed towards. But I want to travel across the world and tell people about my story. Absolutely. Okay. I, that, that makes sense. Adversity and things. That that, that makes sense. All, all those things that again I think. Um, you, you you will do. I can. I feel your energy. It's, it's positive. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. And you you did. You've always approached me like, hey, hey, what what what? When when can I get on? When can I get on? And I made sure you made an opportunity so that you can do. It. I think because the last time I saw you was at uh, at bar one. I think that's the last. No, you no? at bar, and I saw you at Art B party. What is that place called? Oh. It was was it his party or something like that? Yeah, it, some it, type. It, it could have been. I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Outside. Yeah. Say it again. I was, it all. He be interviewing Congress people out at the parties. Oh. Bingles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a pretty good interview with Wes Moore and his wife Dawn. So that was uh that was pretty crazy. Like your levels, like I. You have a little bit of everyone on here. Yeah, that's and, and that's that's my goal. That's my goal, really, because living a rich life again is is all about one one of the things they, they call me the network concierge, and and I, I try to live by that because whether you're you know you're an entry level position or or just doing your thing or you're a government official or, or an actor, um, which you know 2023 we're gonna we're gonna bring a few more actors on here. Okay. Um, and, and so what? I'm a question on to you. You ask a lot of questions. Where Where do you see your branding, your goals? What do you have? Love it. I love it. Only on Big Exposed Radio. So you know, for me, it's 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 real. It's real simple. Um, I took a step back for a minute um, with with the show and started doing some other things. And folks started calling me a party promoter. I'm, I'm not a party promoter, but I was just connecting with folks in terms of elevating the brand to, you know, doing more national stuff, 
doing mm-hmm. stuff, um, you know, international, um, putting my, my products in stores. Um, at one point in time, I had, you know, I had my mugs in Walmart, three different Walmarts. Um, so just trying to get back to that. But as I told Monty, I got to get I got to get hungry again because this is where it started. It started right here on Be Exposed Radio. Um, and, you know, this is now, what, three years, Monty? Three and a half? I don't, I don't know. Um, but I had, you know, I had stepped back from doing the shows and interviewing folks to work on some more concrete, you know, again, public speaking. I was doing that for a little bit. Um, but now I'm ready to get back to uh, 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 being on the radio, interviewing folks, hearing their stories. So, you know, it's good. It's, it's, it's rolling. It's a good thing. So the next this, this year, we, we, we're trying to take it to the next level, um, take Big Exposed Radio to the next level. And, um, you know, we're going to look for a lot more sponsors. Got a mm-hmm. lot of things happening. Got some fashion shows coming down the line. We got CIAA. Um, so all these things, living a rich life and be exposed, be on the lookout. You have a lot planned for the, what is it, CIAA? Yes, yes. You know, the, the, keep an eye out for that. Um, I don't know too much about it. I'm well, we'll, very... we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it. So uh, before we leave, um, mm-hmm. so again, just sh- share with folks how they can get a hold of you, get in contact with you if they want to connect, follow you, support your business. Sure. Um, again, my name is Onika. I'm the O of O Please Fit. You can follow me on IG at O Please Fit. That's the letter O, the word please, and fit all, you know, put together as one. And I also um, sell my waist trainers at OPleaseFit.com. You can purchase ebooks, uh, waist trainers, um, diet plans, and more. See you soon. <laughs> Onika, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for sharing your story. I will send you the link. You I'll be in touch with you. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining. All right. Bye-bye. All right. All right. There you have it, folks. We've had Onika Francis. Uh, we have another amazing woman coming on the show. So we have two amazing women that are joining us here today, Black History Month. So that's how we're we kicking it off with uh, two amazing Black women on Black History Month. I wouldn't have it any other way. So our second guest has been in the PR industry for 10 years, known for working with brands such as the NAACP, Young Young Gets It Done, Lumina Foundation, UNCF, Benedict College, and BlackDoctor.org. She is an award-winning entrepreneur and publicist, When she's not working with clients, mentoring PR professionals, or writing, you can catch her exploring my home state, New York, and searching for the perfect lipstick. Please welcome the inspiring and intelligent Miss Deja Cromati. Did I pronounce it correct? Yes, you did. You did a great job. That was excellent. I will will tear (laughs) up the name, Deja. I will tear. I cannot tell. You you did it so effortlessly. Well, well, thank you for joining, Deja. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about this PR thing, because I, you know, I got, I know a couple of PR folks, okay. and um, I, 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 I got to tell you, it's hard to, it's hard to compare because you all do something different mm-hmm. and add value. So I try to stay connected with with all y'all, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, what excites you about the public relations industry? 
Oh my goodness, so many things, but it's always changing and evolving. Um, it's very fast paced. I love that there's so many different like areas of PR that you can get into. So um, a lot of times when people think about a publicist or a PR professional, they commonly or most frequently think about somebody that's like in entertainment. But um, I've been very fortunate, me and my business partner, uh, Reagan, which you know, um, we've been very fortunate to do to kind of like uh, bridge the gap and merge different like industries. So um, leveraging the experience that I had and we had in entertainment, but in bringing it to other spaces such as like social impact, education and nonprofit. So that's what I love about it is that you're able to, you know, if you have a certain interest, especially for people that are looking to grow in the PR space or become, you know, an, a professional, you can do almost any type of PR. There are so many different like niches within that um, sector so right and, and and that's again why I love you know between Reagan and I got a few other folks that I I talk to in the industry and I'm really trying to work on what works best for me and and started to work with Reagan but we we kind of slid back for a little bit she was doing some things and all that other good stuff so how do you use social media which again that's a big thing these days right how do you use social media to best serve your clients so for me, I use social media to connect with journalists. Um, also, a new thing that st started to happen a little bit before the pandemic, but um, a lot of different uh, media outlets started leveraging social media to uh, as an extension of their publication. So offering like IG lives and doing interviews. So um, really expanding like that strategic partnership space in terms of how they produce content. So uh, leveraging those uh, partnerships and connections that way is a big uh, tool that I use for social media and also news and then just keeping up with trends as well. So um, always on social media, I try to, of course, have balance, but it is a great tool as a publicist to just know what's going on and also leveraging it for my clients as well. Let's, let's talk about that. So you have clients. How do you obtain new, new clients? Because then I have a follow up mm -hmm. question for that. Yeah, absolutely. So the most frequent way that um, I attain or we attain um, new clients, because I do have a business partner, is through uh, word of mouth referrals. And then the second one would be social media. Okay. Keep, so so how do you develop those relationships, right? Mm -hmm. You make a connection, or you reach out, or whatever it is that you do, your, your method, right? Mm -hmm. How do you develop those relationships? Because again, for me, this is kind of some similar. I have, you know, not all of my guests. I've had over a hundred something guests. Wow. Okay. Um, and and I've connected with them, and some of them I still have a relationship with. I talk to them. Mm -hmm. um, I support their events, right? So how is that role played in the, in the PR aspect? Because you can't be friends with everyone. No, but you you know what I think, and I was talking with someone the other day about this. I think um, my secret sauce in terms of leveraging word of mouth to get clients is leveraging social media. And you're right, there's no way I can be friends with everyone, but leveraging my social media in such a way that when opportunities do come about, I'm often top of mind. I can't tell you so many opportunities that I've received to either like apply for something, a grant, or to get a client has been through my community on social media. So these are not often people that like I talk to every single day, like, of course, those people, and I think everyone has those people in their network, right, where it's just like, we're going to refer, but extending beyond that and building a community with my, um, my friends on social media, where they know, like, and trust me to refer me, 
or if I'm, you know, I do a lot of content on my social media where I'm educating and just trying to like keep people top of mind of what I'm doing. So when they see those things, they think of me for certain opportunities. And so I think that's really been my secret sauce is just um, leveraging social media to be um, consistent in my message because no, I'm not on there every day, but creating content that keeps me on top of mind for other people so that they can say, oh, I know someone that's looking for this. I can connect you with Deja. Like she would be the go-to person for this. Absolutely. See, so that that's that's a good point, right? That's one of the things living a rich life is about is mm-hmm. inspiring and motivating. So that's really what we do. And the fact that, you know, folks referring you or speaking when you're not in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking yep. of opportunities to other folks, that's that's key. Uh, I think that's really key. Um, what methods do you use to kind of prioritize your, your work, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. total transparency. <laughs> yeah, I need to have right. an assistant and it's and it's it's hard, right? Prioritize. Yeah. So tell us mm-hmm. how, so, what methods do you use? Yeah, absolutely. So um, similar to you, I, I outsource when I can. Um, we're small but mighty, but that doesn't mean that we can't outsource. Um, I think one of the the lessons that I had to learn as an entrepreneur, especially during the pandemic, which um, I know a lot of entrepreneurs shared this, that we had a lot of growth and mm-hmm. we had to learn to outsource things. And that doesn't always necessarily mean that you have to hire like a full-time employee. It might just be task-related things or just things that are taking you away from the things that you should be doing. So outsourcing was a big thing. I'm very big on my calendar. So if it's not in my calendar, it's not happening. Um, so I live I live and die by the You're calendar. Like <laughs> and one of your partners. Yes, yes, yes. Shouts out to Reagan Farley. Yes, shouts out to Reagan Farley. Yep. So um definitely always in my calendar. I write a to-do list. I'm very like old school in that regard. Like I write out, like, okay, I'll write out my to-do list just for the week and then I'll break it down day by day on what I need to accomplish. And you know, based on what I'm doing for that day will determine what I'm doing. So like I have because I'm very active on social media and that's like a way for me to uh, generate leads. I make time to like help produce content. Now I do have a social media manager. And so she does like do more like the editing stuff. I kind of focus on the things that I like to do. Like I like the caption writing part because I'm very big on my voice being authentic. And I want my, my audience has been thus far has connected me, with me on that. So I'm very big on like writing my captions. Um, and then I like record content so that, you know, people can continue to feel like they, you know, have a connection with me. So you won't see like a ton of graphics. Like I really try to do more video stuff and me speaking and me doing and stuff like that. So um, social media, outsourcing my social media. And then also um, to the point that I was saying, like scheduling days for certain things. So it might be a certain day where I'm doing social media. It might be a certain day where I have administrative stuff or stuff for clients. So that's typically how I try to keep my life together. I, I, I might have to endorse some of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I some I, I said I had a I had an assistant and she she moved she was wonderful and mm-hmm. I might try to reconnect with her I, I don't know so let's tell folks um your, let's give them your social media your, the name of your company give us a little bit on 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 that I know it but yes. let's share with those that are just tuning <laughs> yes. in yes those that are just tuning in we are talking to Deja Cromarty um and and she's gonna give us a quick synopsis of of, of the name of her company and things of that nature. Yes, yes. So you, uh, so my name, the name of my company or our company, so I have a business partner. So it's weird to say my, but um, the name of my company is Intel Media Group. 
And so you can follow us on um, Instagram at Intel Media Group. And also we have a Facebook page. Now for my personal brand, all of my profiles are under the account IAM. So I am Deja, D-E-J-A, Monet, M-O-N-E-E. So you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I I try to be consistent across the board in terms of um, with that username. So that's how you can find me. Okay. Semi- well, this is probably more of a personal question for, for myself. What would you say is the difference between public relations and advertising? So advertising, you control the narrative. You can pay for an ad You can in a magazine and you can be like, hey, this is what I want to say. This is the images I want to use. This They'll tell you this is where it runs. This is the, the cost per click or like the, the audience reach, et cetera. It's very like um, straight and cut to the, straight into the point, right? Versus with PR, a lot of times it's often about third party validation. Um, you do have you're co shaping your narrative or message with that journalist, so it's up to their interpretation. So you have to be comfortable with that, and you know, be strong in your your points and your delivery because they will take that information and then they will write a story based on what they perceive from interviewing you. So I think that's the main thing. You don't often have control over when something runs. You mm-hmm. don't have control over what the headline would be a lot of times. So those are things that people have to take in consideration. Um, and it's not often, it's more so about reputation building, reputation management versus with advertising, you can kind of like see a, a more tangible ROI. So like I said, you can buy the ad, you know how much the ad is going to cost, what's mm-hmm. the ad space, et cetera. So I would say those are like the, the main differences. Okay. What would you say is your ideal work environment? Uh, my ideal work environment is now. So I'm I'm virtual, but I do go to a co-working space, which is nice. So sometimes I need to, you know, go get out of my current environment and, you know, close my door and do my work and not be bothered for the rest of the day. Um, also being in the PR industry, I do have to travel sometimes. It's not a ton. I think there's a healthy balance there. So, um, that's why I like to say like, I'm in a hybrid environment. Um, and I also like the, the ability to be flexible with my schedule and time because, you know, in the PR space, things are always changing. Mm -hmm. So it's very important. Like no day is ever the same. So there may be days where it's just like, okay, I can hanker down and just be on my computer all day. But then there are other days and times where I have to like be in the field, but I like that too, because I'm able to socialize and, you know, that's like a basic human need. So I'm able to socialize and connect and, you know, do work on behalf of my clients and have kind of like that, that FaceTime. So that's what I would say is like a ideal work environment for me. Okay. One of the questions, well, there's usually two questions. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you've given me a little bit of, of, of what your superpower is. Okay. But, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll table that one. But I like to ask my guests, um, and again, I always do my intro, sharing what living a rich life means to me, um, mm-hmm. which is good health, strong relationships, financial mm-hmm. freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. So those Ooh, I are- love that. Six elements of living a rich life. I want to pose the question to you. What does living a rich life mean to you? Oh, my goodness. I think they're very similar. We have some synergies there. So I think for me, it's definitely living your life on your terms, Um, living your purpose, doing what makes you happy. I think it is such a luxury to be able to wake up every day and be intentional about the things that I'm doing, the clients that I'm working with. 
and how I want to show up in the world and not have to feel like stifled. Um, so that creativity element is very important to me. Um, also giving back, I think it's very important. I, I think that is definitely a number one way to continue to stay blessed is to give back and, you know, be, um, a, a pillar in the community, give back to people. And it's not always, you know, through money. I think money is great, but time and resources and, um, just helping the next generation come along. So I want to continue to be intentional about the legacy that I'm creating so that more doors are open for other people that are like me or similar to me and so forth. Um, and yeah, so I think that's what living a rich life is about for me. I, I love it. Today, you know, both both of my guests, for those that are just joining, I, I got to tell you, words that I hear, because I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good listener. Mm -hmm. Both of my guests today use the word intentional, mm -hmm. right? Which I think is, in, is very important, being intentional in, in your movement. So that's that's you know, and that's that's the word we was talking about that earlier, Monty, right? Be intentional. Um, so thank thank you for sharing that. Of course. Now, tell us what what is your superpower? What would you say your superpower is? Oh my goodness, my superpower I would say is just connection. Um, I've been very fortunate to be successful in my life and career just through the relationships that I've been able to foster. And some of these things have not, I know like I was talking about being intentional before, like some of these things have not been so like deliberate. It could be just genuinely connecting with someone because we have things in common or, you know, we were supposed to be, you know, like divine timing, we were supposed to be connected. So I think my ability to just connect with people and build relationships and authentic relationships is definitely my superpower. Oh, well, that's like a good superpower. Yeah, <laughs> not bad, right? <laughs> not, not, not bad at all. Not bad at all. So, I want you to describe a, a social media issue you experienced, and and how did you resolve it, right? So, I think mm -hmm. of PR. You sometimes think of I think of imagery, mm -hmm. um, as you mentioned earlier. Um, just you know, kind of describe whether it's social media or, or any issue you experienced, and how do you how you resolved it. Oh my goodness. Of course, in the PR industry, there's always the crisis and things that come up. Um, I've had clients where um, there have been like, they've had crises where we've had to make hard decisions in terms of whether they do interviews. Like there's been times where I've had to advise clients, so I don't think you should do interviews at this time. And it's not to like avoid, but we need to clear up other things first before you're just going on as normal. And I think that's always like a hard decision to make because as a publicist, like that is often a part of our job is to make sure that our clients are getting visibility, but it has to make sense and it has to be right. So I think that has been like one of the like hardest issues that I've dealt with was just to tell a client like, nope, we need to pump the brakes. We don't need to do this. These, this is what we need to focus on. And then we can go back to doing like the fun stuff, like the, the interviews and things like that. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a few things. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. How would you have handled Bill Cosby's thing? Oh, <laughs> I don't we'll know. Work, right. So let's, yeah. so for, so right. So let's, let's get down to it. Right. So mm -hmm. these, some of these events that we've experienced mm -hmm. uh, or, or we've, we've known when we we're known about. So whether it's, you know, something, you know, positive, more so negative is usually when I think about these things. Um, have you thought of, Hey, if this was my client, right. Mm -hmm. So you think about it, have you thought when we heard about the, the Cosby, we heard about the R. Kelly, mm -hmm. we heard about, you know, these, these officers and their yeah. crazy behavior. You ever be like, well, 
you know, what, how would you, did you ever think like, Hey, if this yeah. was my client, how would I handle that? All the time, all the time. And I, my heart goes out to the publicists, the communications teams. I look at like this, uh, the, like the Southwest of the world and things like that. And, you know, it's not an easy job. It's so easy for me, somebody that's not like in that situation to be like, Oh, if I would do this. If I, that was my client. Yeah, I'm like always looking and I'm playing in my head like, hmm, what I want to deal with this or like if I had to deal with this, what would I do? So like, yeah, all the time. And I think every time I think about it, I think how I would navigate it, which changes, Mm -hmm. which is like through due to, you know, experiences or, you know, what I'm seeing in the moment. So like it's it's not an easy thing to do. And like one wrong move can, you know, ruin make things worse. So like, but yeah, I'm always definitely thinking about like different situations and I always talk with my um peers and Reagan about like okay what would you do if you were in this situation or I, sometimes I'm like I'm so glad that I I we don't have to deal with something like this because that's a lot of like sleepless nights and you know being up late and fielding calls and there's so much work that goes behind the scenes that people don't see when there's like a PR crisis right right yeah that's a good word that was a good question Rich <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question <laughs> I, I didn't even think I was like yeah you know I, I would have I don't think much was happening when I interviewed interviewed Reagan, mm-hmm. but I, I tell you, boy, that's 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 good. that's really good. That's really good. So let me let me ask you this question here: um, How do you typically measure the results of of a of a PR campaign? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, typically, so now we have tools for that, thankfully. So it's not me like computing it. But before I got to a space where to be transparent, where we could afford the tools. I would look and see like, you know, the click. So, you know, you can use like a, a like a URL shortener and you can like see like how many clicks something got. You can look at like comments. So I'm always looking at like the sentiment. If like it's an online article or somewhere on social media, like what are people saying? What are their responses to this interview? I'm also looking at like website traffic. I'm looking at the amount of views, like what's their audience distribution? If it's like a newspaper, like where are they distributed and things like that. So there's a few different metrics. Um, typically for clients, I just like to simplify it and give them like the audience views and like also specifically if it's like an online article, like how many clicks or like how many listeners like tuned into that specific piece. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so Deja, tell us uh, what's uh, in the works, what you got planned? What's coming down the pipe? Share with our audience uh, here on Be Exposed Radio. Yeah, um, a few Next. things coming down the um, pike. Uh, so Reagan and I are working. It's not out there yet, so definitely tune into my social media, but we're planning to do an event. So we've been excited to, and we've been wanting to do that for a while, but of course, you know, things got switched around and pushed back due to, due to COVID and just, you know, making sure it was just like the right time. So that's like the biggest thing. Um, we're also just doing more like speaking engagements. So we'll be in uh, San Diego for the Realist Conference, which is like a real estate conference um, at the end of this month. So um, yeah, that's what's coming down the pike. Okay. All right. Well, 2023 is uh, off to a good start, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Reagan to tell you, I don't talk, you know, that's the beautiful thing about your partner. Again, I don't speak to her a lot, but when I do, yeah. we never skip a beat. It's always uh-huh. great to see her. Um, I want to thank you for being on today. Um, now I need you to stick around for my my closing remarks. Can, can okay. you do that? Yes. Thank you okay. for having me. Yep, I can do that. All right. So again, let folks know how they can get a hold of you before we close out. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, you can all connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, and um, uh, TikTok at I am Deja Monet. So I A M D E J A M O N E E. All right. Well, it's been a fun uh, time today, y'all, kicking off Black History Month with uh, two beautiful, intelligent queens. So thank you, ladies, for, for kicking off. And this is um, a part I don't like to do is living a rich life closing remarks, but you know, we can't stay in here all day. So today's closing remarks are brought to you by the CIAA coming events. So stay tuned for more information in the coming weeks. A new month brings new opportunities and new memories. So remember, if it doesn't bring you peace, profits, or purpose, don't give it your time, energy, or attention. Thank you, Onika and Deja, for sharing your story. If you have an inspiring story to tell, contact us at livingarichlife.net. Until next week, continue to be inspired to live a rich life. This is your guy, Rich James, saying good night. And thank you for tuning in to BeExposedRadio.com. See you next week. Thank you so much for having me.